0: everybody. Welcome to our second episode of Banjoleles and Burritos. I'm your host Ryan Osmek with my co-host Brad Grahowski. Very excited to be
1: back again. Oh my goodness! For number two, two we two are, in a row. We
0: are on a streak, man. How, how many
1: do we have to do before it's actually like something <sighs> we do?
0: Yeah, I, I think if you do something twice,
1: uh-huh.
0: that means it's a thing because you now. need two points to
1: create a line. Line, that's so it. So we've created
0: a line. A line done. We should probably plan on retirement now yeah. and shuffleboard and mm-hmm. all that fun stuff. Um, well, awesome. Thank you guys for joining us. Um, this is a podcast we're recording April 21st, 2015. Like I said, episode two. Uh, just want to reintroduce all of the new listeners out there. It's fantastic to have you joining us for the first time. Banjalalies and burritos, advice for nonprofit online marketers. All you guys are out there doing great and hard work. Indeed. Um, and and also learning how to play the banjolele, which by the way, Brad, is totally different than a banjo. This is yes. what I'm. We learning. covered this last this week. This is yeah. very
1: different. A banjo <laughs> is its own in- instrument. A banjolele is either a banjo that's strung and tuned like a a ukulele, or it's a ukulele with a banjo form factor shape. So just just so a different. <laughs>
0: Um, and this time, we uh, we want to welcome folks there that are watching on Periscope, hi, we are trying out this whole new technology thing of live video as well, uh, and as we get better at this and we have like a whole system set up, we'll let you know. Um, why don't we uh, get started? So one of the things that we realized, Brad, was mm-hmm. just the overwhelming amount of listener feedback.
1: Yes. You the... know, I, ugh,
0: it was all positive.
1: Yeah. But Everybody it took ha- a while to get through it all. Right, right. So there's um, so much. We sifted through it though and we, we picked one letter that we really thought oh. uh, was worth sharing. So I think we the way to do it we
0: just say people's first names, right? Cuz we okay. want to like we want to anonymize the the victims. I mean, all the right. great contributors. So sure. who... We
1: don't want anyone to get hate tweeted <laughs> for supporting us.
0: So uh, uh, let's start off with our, our listener mailbag,
1: our, our longtime time listener mailbag. Yeah. Who did it come from? From Jenny. Okay. In Minneapolis or Jennifer? I'm not it sure. Could it could be, be Minneapolis, know, right? Minnesota. Or Jen. She could right. be Jen too. What, what did she think about the show? So uh, here's what she said. And and she has some really good feedback for us too and some thoughts. Uh, and I quote uh, I am what I can only assume to be your 10 millionth listener to the first episode of Banjalelis and Burritos. Uh, thank you. Uh, that's totally true. Uh, It was lovely to listen to you as I drove through rush hour traffic this evening. I'm sure angry drivers passing me were wondering why I had a smile on my face. Oh, good feedback. So are we, because it certainly wasn't from episode four. (laughs) (laughs) Here are, here, I'm I'm joking. Uh, Here are my thoughts slash lessons learned, Mm. she writes. Uh, The first one, why isn't burritos plural, spelled with an E like potato. It's messed up, man. It is. I think it's because burritos is Spanish. Yes. And in Spanish, E means
0: uh, on its own. And. And. Maybe. So no, that's that, Y. Oh, well, that would and? be Y. But right. it's
1: pronounced E. Right. So that would be Burrito ends, yes, and that doesn't make any sense. no, I think that's the the final definitive answer on it. I like that uh, she she next says Ryan's tagline should be let's see how you feel about this yeah when it comes to per, uh, no when it comes to burritos, rice is just a filler now you did say that last time I week. believe that i it makes no sense to me i <laughs> i I feel that rice is a perfectly legitimate burrito ingredient, but what do I know I' am in if you don't know the difference between a banjo and banjolele, who am I to know the difference between a burrito with rice or not? Right, fair enough. How do you feel about that? as I burrito? I like that. When it comes to burritos, rice is just a filler, and it, it's kind of relevant to marketing. It's kind of relevant to a lot of things, so maybe it makes sense. I like that. Uh, next, her next bullet point. She sent it. Literally sent us a bullet point with her thoughts. Ryan's tagline led me to the first nonprofit marketing lesson I assume you guys were trying to convey, and she nails it here. Don't use filler in your marketing. Keep things simple and leave out anything not pertinent to your message. That so if rice is not pertinent to your marketing message, yes. don't get it out of there. Don't have any straight rice in your straight to the meat. That's right. She then says Brad's tagline should be. It's a hmm. banjo lele, not a banjo. Well, Jen, not only is that my tagline, but that is my religion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brad's tagline led me to the second marketing lesson. I assume you were trying to convey. I'm, I'm, I'm glad she gets how smart we are. Just, she's really slash like... gives us way more right. credit than we probably deserve. Right. Uh, so the second lesson was always, always be accurate in your marketing. Never be. Misleading. I find that's true in dating too. Uh, ah, yeah. yes. Uh, it comes back around <laughs> to bite you if you're if you're misleading. Uh, but no, yeah, sure. That's that's beautiful. Make sure you're accurately describing your product or your organization or your services that you provide. Or uh, her next question is a question. Her next book point. Where is the best burrito in Minneapolis? Now, I think this is a question for you. I was hoping I would have an answer for this one, actually. Right. Uh, There is a chain of burrito restaurants up sort of in the northern Midwest. We used to have one in Kalamazoo, Michigan when I lived there. There was one in Chicago. Have you ever been to La Bamba? burritos no their whole marketing scheme their differentiator is burritos as big as your head this is a place that i have to visit yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna say that i can't say that like if you held a burrito one of their burritos of your head right i don't know that it's literally I think they mean that more figuratively. So would it be larger than this y-
0: Dunkin' Donuts, not a sponsor of <laughs> Banjaleles and Burritos, but I love it. Would it be larger I, than this? It's pretty close to that. If if this were not tapered. Okay, gotcha. So if this is folks, this is a yeah. gigantic this is what we do in America. We have gigantic yeah. com- this That's, is a medium. Oh I, by I thought the that was small.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but I looked on their website and they don't they don't have a mini um a, min- a Minneapolis Ugh. location. No no Nor do they apparently any longer have a Kalamazoo location. Oh, my goodness. Which is disappointing. Not that I've been back to Kalamazoo in 20-some years, but...
0: Jenny, don't you worry. We're on it. We're going to find you good burritos in Minneapolis.
1: And I'm sorry I didn't have an answer for you. And we're all disappointed. Lesson three... is uh, is our next bullet point. Sometimes... And this is probably more a lesson for us. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you just need to try something and figure it out on the way, then tell others what you learned. We're doing it a little different. We're figuring it out on the way, uh, in regards to this podcast anyway, yep. and telling you while we're learning it. It's real because time. Because we honestly have no idea what we're doing. Lessons. So we're, 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 we're sharing with you as we figure this out. Uh, and finally, she says, "I am looking forward to episode mm. two, um, probably only because she's one of our 10 million listeners." Yeah. Brad, I mean, so 10 a lot. million people are looking forward to episode two. So are we, right? Frankly, as we make it, frankly. as we go along. So that those were her, those were her thoughts and her suggestions. So I really uh, thanks uh, Jenney for. Uh, Jen, for um, sort of distilling some of our thoughts and and, and helping us to move forward. It's nice.
0: If you guys out there listening have any other interpretations of things that we make up on this show, for now, write us at ryan.picknet.net, at P-I-C-N-E-T.net. That's Ryan at picnet.net. Uh And we'd love to hear your interpretations of the ridiculousness of the show
1: or even if you just want to like totally mess with us. Right,
0: just fine, that would be whatever it takes to get the feedback we need to keep this going for week 3.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, then that's great. Thank you. We're going to close up the long-time listener mailbag. If I had like sound effects, it'd be like the sound yeah. of a bag. Yeah, yeah we Chloe need a like, troll sh- sh- guy who
1: does right. sound effects.
0: Right. Right. So, but uh now, why don't we talk about what we wanted to chat about for this week? We've yeah. got some knowledge to share, and I think that you know, each week, folks, what
1: we want... I'm excited about this, actually.
0: Yeah, what we want to be able to do each week is share a little bit about what we've learned and I think what we've learned from others when it comes to online marketing and nonprofits. Um, this week, we're going to be talking about uh, all the kind of internal communication stuff you need to do to kind of get ready. And to specifically, we want to talk about a, a tool that we use here at PicNet and at Soapbox Engage called slack and if you haven't heard of slack just go to www.slack.com the best way i can describe it is like a internal chat room for your team
1: yeah like it's like uh oh, i don't want to date myself uh but it's kind of like aol instant messenger ah but like way cooler right and just you can set it up just for your own internal yes and you know it's not just us that's using Slack. Hold on, I'm trying to bring a list up that I saw.
0: It's like billions of people. Yeah, I
1: heard uh, it's the most it's the the
0: fastest adoption of software in the history of software. This is what I've This that, is what I've
1: heard. That's not
0: true. I I know. I'm just kind of I have no idea.
1: The, so I know as we get into this, there's actually a really cool article from yesterday in slate.com about Slack. Oh, nice. Uh that I read this morning on the train in and um, I, I thought it was really interesting, worth checking out. It, the article is called Slack Off, if you want to go. Oh, nice. We'll
0: add it, it to our show notes so yeah. you guys can take a look at it oh, when idea. you're looking at the
1: podcast here. And actually, that's what I'm, where I'm looking right now because they listed some of the companies that are using Slack. And I was a little surprised by some of them, actually. But I can't find it now because I'm talking and reading at the same time.
0: So while Brad is, is taking a look for, for that, you know, one of the reasons we wanted to bring this up is because a lot of the times marketers are so busy doing the research, collecting the information they need to, to get their job done that they forget that sometimes there's tools to make the getting the job done easier. Uh, we use Slack here at, uh, at PicNet before um, we were using Skype, which had a, a pretty nice instant messaging service but was uh, difficult to use. It wasn't persistent. It was tough to get across different devices. What's fantastic about this is that from a smartphone to a tablet, from an Android to iOS on a desktop to pretty much anywhere, it's really easy to be able to share and to be keeping in real-time communications with the rest of your team, anything you're doing in marketing, and to be able to do it in such a way that
1: doesn't add to the overwhelming email pile I think we all get in our inboxes. And I think the things that Slack does better. Because I was actually thinking about this yesterday. Uh, Why is Slack so cool and successful and fun to use when you can go all the way back to, I just said AOL Instant Messaging, you could use Facebook Messenger, you can use Skype. There are so many tools that people used, but it it didn't take anybody by storm. It didn't uh, didn't revolutionize the, the concept of IMing within your company. Uh so why is Slack able to do that? And I think one is yeah, it's it's availability cross platform. Uh I remember when we were still using uh Skype, the the iPhone app was really frustrating to right. use. Uh but Slack integrates right in with very easily with all of your stuff. It's just as easy to manage your Slack communications on your phone or tablet as it is online. but also the aesthetics of it are really cool. Yeah, and the integration of Slack with other tools.
0: Yeah, um, let's so let's talk about that because I think yeah. one of the biggest benefits that we've noticed from a, a marketing and communication side here at Picnet, and I think other organizations as well, is that you can pretty much integrate any other web service with Slack for notifications or for alerts or for messaging. So from a marketing perspective, um, it's helpful if you're using Slack as a uh, internal communications tool and you want the whole team to know or even a subsection of the team to know because you can make different groups within Slack about say a post on Facebook or a tweet directed at your Twitter account on, on Twitter. You can use the Slack integrations to be able to add or post notifications directly into any of the let's call them chat rooms or they call them channels if you want in mm-hmm. Slack. That makes it really powerful. I mean, I know that we're using this on the the Twitter side. Uh, that makes the yeah. the social listening a lot easier and a lot more real time if you're already in the communications mode with people on your team internally.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think you could also do things. You know, a lot of what we're doing uh, at Picknet with our Soapbox Engage service is making sure that you know, the folks that we're serving are able to get the fastest response possible they need from, say, a support side or just maybe in the sales side. We could probably tune our Slack to get notifications if we wanted to directly into Slack from tools like mm-hmm. Zendesk or Salesforce or other services out there that would be able to send those communications. Is that right? Yeah. I think part of the challenge would be we don't want to Inundate ourselves with different messaging happening in different channels, like yeah. Zendesk over here on the support side, different from Slack yeah. over yeah. here. And, and I think
1: we use it selectively, but uh, other companies are have just open wide open. Yeah. And um, you know, and and, and I've, I found what I was looking for. It's HBO. Oh, now I lost it again. <laughs> HBO. Uh, even the the Defense Department is using it huh. uh, to some degree. Uh, eBay, uh, Mint. GoDaddy, so these huge companies, PayPal, yep, and it's sort of revolutionizing their their internal communication, uh, and I think one of the other reasons that it's really uh, become prominent so quickly is that it it was literally, I mean, it was it was built by the kids, I mean, by millennials, right? Uh, Those young punks, yeah, and 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 so. And this is a point that the Slate article made that I thought was very interesting. We're finally to a, 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 reaching a point where millennials are in decision-making positions in companies, mm. right? So they're finally old enough to where they're maybe middle management, or they're they're in a, a, a position to say, "Hey, this tool that." So, uh, and and it's a it's a tool that really caters to their sense of. Um, throwing email out the window. Right. Really. really. Right. Um, so I think that's really important too. And, yeah. uh And so they're dragging all of us old <laughs> along with, with them. But I think they've, you know, I they're smart and uh, I think we would do well as the, the old guard maybe. Right. To really look at what they're building and what's important to them. Yeah. I, I, I'm not saying that means I'm going to start using Snapchat. Cause <laughs> I feel like my like a grandpa when I say I don't understand snapchat right but, right but I do understand the idea of throwing email out the window and, yes and, yeah and much more in real time very selective with who I'm talking to uh, inner office communications and how it that can interact with the rest of the world of software and, and tools that I'm using for my
0: yeah, to have one place where all that communications is coming from, both from interpersonal communications as well as communications with our services that are out there that are providing these notices and with the social listening that you online marketers have. I think that that's um, a fantastic use of a tool like that. It's, it's free to start. You pay if you want to be able to have uh, archiving and history done. Um, but learn more at www.slack.com. Um, I know we've only got maybe about a couple of minutes left here. Anything sure. else on
1: on slash? Just, that just could to point out folks? that we're not affiliated in any way whatsoever. Right. We're just presenting it as a tool, right, exactly. something that we use, that we like, yep. that we think could probably benefit you uh, if if your situation were appropriate.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I also think that um, you know, from the again, from the, the kind of online marketers uh, side. The richness that it has in the way in which it embeds the communication you have. So if you were to um, go off to a rally for your nonprofit organization, you wanted to show the, the folks at home what they or folks at home, folks in your office, what's happening out in the field, so that somebody at a computer in the field would be able to go ahead and and be able to um, you know get that uh, tweet out there or a message out there, and for some reason it needs to go through the home office, um, you can. Take a photo on your phone, send it directly over Slack. Let anybody on a particular channel and your entire team see that—either a video, um, a photo, uh, audio clips, whatever you
1: want—and
0: have that. <laughs> yes, exactly. Any emojis you have, and have that all sent back. Dancing so
1: panda. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so yes. Uh, well, awesome. So Slack worth worth checking out. At least. Yes, I think so. All right. Awesome. Well, as we're wrapping things up here, we never end. A show without, yes, some feedback. All right, first feedback
1: or no. pointers about our our, our okay. amazingness. Well, stuff we know. Okay, so I I well, I think what you're trying to tell me is you want me to talk about banjo first. Yes. Part. Okay. Exactly. I thought so. True. Glad I was wrong. <laughs> All right. Uh, very quickly, uh, banjo uh is actually, as I said, strong and tuned like a, a ukulele. Mm. So, like a ukulele. Uh, one really interesting thing about it is uh, it's one of the only instruments, uh, ukulele, banjo-loy, is not a, a st- string instrument in which the strings do not go from lowest to highest. Really? Yeah. So the top string on a guitar or a bass or a cello, the top string is going to be the lowest. And then you go progressively higher with each string. However, a ukulele, the highest note is on top, Then the next string is the lowest, Mm. then a little higher, then a little higher, and then you'd have to go back up to the top string to get back to that high G. Now, the effect that that has, many people believe, is that so that no matter whether you're strumming down or strumming up, it always ends on a high note, right? So that gives the ukulele, and by extension the banjo-lele, that sort of uplifting, happy sing-songy kind of quality, because no matter which way you strum, you're always ending on a high note. Now, I have a very good friend who is a professional musician, an audio engineer, a musical theorist who thinks that is absolute hogwash, (laughs) but uh, as for me, I believe. That is an awesome tip, and
0: I know that uh, one of our 10 million listeners like Jenny in Minneapolis is going to read right into the how great it is to end on a high note. for nah. sure <laughs> many great podcasts like ours do so. Yeah. Um, for my burrito tip of the week, if you're in Washington, D.C., uh, I highly recommend the Well-Dressed Burrito. Have you been there yet, Brad? No. It's like, no. Um, I'm, to people watching on, I don't think anybody's watching right now, but if you were watching this on video, it's about five blocks away from the dupont circle picnets dc office it's in an alleyway it's just kind of like a little sign like mm. a tiny little sign in an alleyway and you go in there the best part about it, if you like uh, a really wet burrito kind of a messy burrito. that i do okay so yeah, that's really that's do. the thing
1: like you know with some what do they call the mole sauce yes they got the
0: mole sauce it's fantastic well-dressed burrito dupont circle right, we'll have to go DC. there for lunch oh it's fantastic mm-hmm. ne- next week All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to episode two here. I'm Ryan Osmek. I'm Brad Grahowski. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, play your banjolailies and eat your burritos. That's it. Thanks, everybody.